welcome. You are listening to the Cover to Cover podcast, lively conversations with cutting edge authors, hosted by Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Mary is an author, advocate, and educator. Join us to find your new favorite author, book, or inspiration. And now, here's Mary. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cover to Cover. I am your hostess, Mary Elizabeth Jackson. I'm so excited to be here today. And this is a very special edition of the show. And my guest today is Tessa Lynn. Now, she is um, a healer and she does energy work. And her her passion is about ass- assessing intuition. And so I'm really excited to talk to her about that because in my own life, that's something that I have... Um, I've had to learn discernment and learning how to rely on my intuition to guide me in my life. I call it an alarm. My, my God alarm is what I call it kind of Mm. guiding me through life. So Tessa, welcome to cover to cover. Thank you, Mary. I'm really happy to be here today. Oh, I'm so excited to meet you. So, you know, I guess the question I have for you to start off right away is when did you first know about intuition? Like, did it happen for some people? It's from childhood. Some people, it happens later in life with an incident or something that happens or an illness. So how did it, your intuition and being connected to it start? Okay. So what just came to me, cause I love that question. Cause I, you know, I had certain things that occurred in childhood, like dreams and things like that, but I didn't know at the time that they were intuitive or that I was accessing um, intuitive information, let's say. And it wasn't until I was living, I was an actress for a short time in my life, living in New York City, down on Bleecker Street, sharing an apartment with some with a wonderful gal. And I woke up one morning and there was this scribbled down message and it had a friend of mine's name on it and a phone number. Now, this is a little maybe beyond intuition, but um, this is when it things started to click for me. And I was mad at my roommate because I was like, why didn't you tell me this person called? And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, stop being mad at me. And I'm like, how? Well, okay, fine. So I called my friend and he's like, how did you get my number? And I said, I think my room, you know, it was here. I had just have it on a message. I thought my roommate wrote it down. He's like, no. Uh, I mean, I never called anybody. I literally had dreamt it and gotten up in the night and um, had scribbled it down. And we we knew that it wasn't my roommate because she was up in the loft uh, bed and I was down below. I have to stop you for a second. How did you figure that out that you had gotten up during the night? How did you figure that out? There was no other way possible (laughs) that that message could have gotten written. I mean, it just appeared and if she if my roommate had gotten up in the night she would have probably really hurt herself climbing down a ladder in the middle of the night and climbing back up and having no memory of it for me i just like went a couple of steps and scribbled it and that's how we realized it was me and she was like i have no idea what you're talking about and and i was like well i and then i just sort of thought about it well you know i was having a lot of dreams last night and so it just kind of freaked out my my friend that I called on the phone too. He was like, what, you know, you sure like, how did this happen? And it was, that's, that was the beginning of things. And then I just started paying more attention to 
listening to what was happening inside of me and my dreams. I paid attention to dreams for many, many years and was trying to decipher those and understand them. And uh, what did all this mean? And how could this help me? And so that just kind of kickstarted things. That is awesome. But you know, the, the key point here in all of this is that you paid attention to those messages. Yes, exactly. Because so many people don't. And so in your work, is that one of the main things you try to teach people is how to really make that connection so that they, they do pay attention to their intuition. And what I have found in my life is when I don't listen to it is when, wow, things can get pretty hairy. Um, or I've, I've had some pretty significant things happen in my life that could have been avoided had I listened to it. And that's not dramatic. It is serious. I mean, I'm being serious. I totally get that. And I've had similar things as well. Every now and then, you know, the, the catastrophe has to happen because we're like not paying attention enough. And so I had one of those a few years ago and I was off. I'd only put it together. You know, I didn't quite put it together and I overrode the wisdom. I was like, no, I don't need to do that. I had received messages about falling and like I had received three distinct messages. Like when I turn, for example, I never watched TV and one night I'm like, I'm turning the TV on. The thing that was right there on the channel was one of those ridiculous shows where people get hurt and they laugh about it. Right. And, and, and I was like, Oh, that's awful. And I turned it off. And then there were two others and I'm forgetting what they are now, but I had three messages at telling me to to watch out and not fall. Now, I didn't know what that meant. And then I wound up falling down a whole flight of stairs and cracking some ribs uh, because I wouldn't, and it could have been avoidable if I just listened because I wasn't um, keen enough to take care of my stepping where I was walking and in the shoes that I was in that particular day. So this all happened with, you know, a short period of time, right? I had a message that I had another one and another one and then bam. <laughs> and it, you'd laugh about it now, but you can't really laugh about it. Oh, then. <laughs> it was a big deal. Yeah, it definitely had an impact on my life. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to listen much better and I'm not going to override. Because I remember that moment when I was standing at my car and I was like, I should change shoes right now before I go because I was carrying things and I had that thought and I'm like, ah, I'll be fine. I know. And you, (laughs) okay. So that's going to lead me to the next question I have for you. How do you as a professional in this, in the business you're in, teach people how to know the difference? Cause that's, what's hung me up in my life between worry, fear, and actually your intuition. Isn't that just a stumper? Oh, I think this is the biggest area that is these two things. Worry, having the brain constantly, you know, on and trying to figure out, figure out that absolutely is part of what I work with people to do is to turn down that dial, the worry dial. And the fear, you know, a lot of people, I think, have a misconception. We hear, listen to your gut, follow your gut. And I disagree. The gut is designed to help keep us safe. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, sometimes we will have a sensation there, but a lot of the times that gut 
reaction is really more about um, the body trying to keep us safe or um, mm. un unrecognized fears that we have running. So we need to learn to distinguish what is fear, what is a fear sensation, and what is a felt sensation, oh. what is a knowing. So we've got to get beyond the worry, beyond the fear to knowing and what that looks like inside of ourselves, what it feels like. And that's the key right there is feeling like I, I know you watched um, The Secret. I know so many of us did, right? Or read the book yes. or whatever. And when I came away from that, I was like, okay, the one thing that's missing, they're not talking about, it's the feeling. And so for those of us who are empathic and intuitive, psychic, oversensory, whatever you want to call it, the feeling is the key behind that actual manifestation of something, I believe, I'm not sure if you sell you know, share that same school of thought, but definitely I think for, cause me, I'm an empath. So uh, for me, it's an intuitive. And so feeling is the way we kind of live our life. Isn't it? I absolutely agree with you. And I remember that movie and I, I was actually working, um, at the Hoffman Institute and I was talking the Hoffman Institute foundation, which is all about human potential. And, um, I was talking with one of the other one of my colleagues and he was just like well that is just not going to work people are just not going to be able to do that because they're missing this this and this and absolutely feeling is a huge part of bringing things into our lives so we we can't avoid feeling and if we're talking about intuition being able to have a higher uh, a level of emotional intelligence right? A level of awareness of what actually is going on inside of us. Uh, we've got to raise that capacity so then we can follow our intuition. And there are times, I think, in our lives where we will have that breakthrough of intuition, whether or not we've done that work. And, you know, like a, a mother may feel that her child is in danger. And, that that may be partly intuition and I believe it's also partly the energy cording that the parent has with the child. So that's slightly different than other kinds of intuition. Um, but for most of us, like in our daily lives, I think it is about being able to process feelings well, to be able to hold that container for them and turning down the other dials and then then listening, understanding. So there's sort of the interpretation. Well, what is that telling me? I got, you know, a message around that, or I, I just, that doesn't feel quite right. And we don't, it's not based on fear. We've got to learn to pay attention and try it out and see if our, that was our intuition guiding us or not. We've got to practice with it. It is practice and it takes a lot. And especially if you are a sensitive person who um, has never been taught anything, maybe you were born in a family that, that that was not acknowledged, and then you've you will most likely have had some trauma in your life experiences, right? Because you don't really know how to control it um, or understand it, interpret it. Um, then you know it's really. It, I think it's harder for someone to learn to come to that trust 
of themselves and that guidance in their life, because there's that fear already set up. I find also, I feel like that if we could teach our teenagers, I mean, this is something I I work on with kids and stuff. If we could teach our kids how to understand themselves and and their emotions and, and how to start to read things for themselves, their intuition. And, you know, we can put uh, regular words on it. So it doesn't sound like woo woo or something for people who are not, you know, they're a little bit, they shy, they move away from that. I, you know, if we could teach kids how to go, okay, so what I'm feeling right now, is this mine or someone else's? We would, there would be a cut down on depression, anxiety, and, and a lot of the things that our teenagers and kids go through. I, I, I really believe that. And because we see so much of it and, and I know what I've experienced with my own children. I have two young adults now mm-hmm. and I have a nine-year-old. And so, you know, we have these open conversations about this and I'm like, okay, is this yours or someone else's? Did you ask that question yet? Oh yeah. I need to ask that question mom because they're my older girls are around so many people. They're both at school. And so you can imagine in a dorm, in a building they're they're like ricocheting and reflecting all this crazy emotion that's happening with all these other folks. It's really hard for them to, I mean, if for you, it probably is, I know it is for me when I walk into a room, if I'm not protecting myself and I've got that shield up, you know, it's easy to totally feel everything that everyone else is feeling in the room and come out and go, Oh, I'm so depressed (laughs) now or whatever it is, you know? Yes. (laughs) So, um, you know, how do we, I don't know. I wish we could somehow make this more mainstream out in the world and it, and people. Well, I think we can. And, and I'm seeing that in trends and coaching and some of the personal growth work, um, that I'm coming into contact with. And one of the ways that I bring this into the, my work is through the concept of grounding right? Mm. Grounding ourselves, like to feel like we're more embodied. And then what I find is a lot, especially women need to learn how to set, recognize, and then set and speak boundaries, right? And so sometimes that's energetic, but the, the thoughts also have to be clean and the emotions and knowing what's going on and what is their intention. And so having a little bit more of an organized mind, even, you know, who do I want to be? So uh, an easy way to work with things to begin is literally through intention, grounding and intention. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be this today, or I want to bring this into my world today, or this energy, or I want to show up as a leader today. And if we're showing up as a leader, we can't, we won't take on as much stuff from other people um, just energetically, or we'll have set something up in ourselves to succeed uh, a little bit more strongly. So there, there are many pieces to this, of course, and I know you're aware of some of that, but I think there are ways for us to do it. And those are a couple of my ideas. That's an interesting point you made. You're you're talking about uh, if you come in as a leader, you're going to carry different energy with you than somebody who is not in that position. So will you, will you kind of, you know, expand on that just a little bit uh, for someone who may not understand what that means exactly? I I think somebody who is a leader is, well, the confidence is going to be there and being more in their body, if you want to call it, as opposed to being 
um, how do I put this? Just kind of out, out of your body and lightheaded and kind of discombobulated, you know, um, whenever that happens, definitely grounding exercise is a good way. If somebody isn't understanding what grounding means, exercising is an excellent way for a person to kind of come back in their body and be more grounded in, you know, in their own space, let's say in their own space. (laughs) Yes. I love this discussion. I mean, we're, we're, we're really touching on a lot of interesting things here. So if, if we're going to set an intention, let's say to be a leader, and that could be any kind of leader, like I'm just going to, I'm going to show people like how to, um, carry themselves like to how to have more poise today i'm going to be that person i'm going to have poise in the space or i'm going to lead from compassion today right so when we when we go into an encounter into a a room let's say uh, then our predominant connection inside of us has already been activated to let's say compassion and it's not uh, as reactive to the i'm not good enough messages. So confidence we know is directly related to a lot of the beliefs that we were programmed with when we were children and and then it just got reinforced. You know, I'm not good enough, I'm not wanted, those sorts of things. We we don't we don't run around with those in our consciousness, but they are an energetic. They they start as a thought form and then they become embodied by us. So when we bring in the intention of compassion, then compassion might mean, oh, I'm 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 compassionate towards these people. I we're already exuding something electromagnetically, and we're in that experience ourselves. Now, if we were in, say, a room with a bunch of negative people for an extended period of time, that it'd be hard to continue to be in compassion uh, for one reason or another, and then our own story gets in the way. But for so somebody coming into a room from compassion, though, is going to have a different experience than somebody coming in with an unconscious uh, energetic of, say, people-pleasing. i got to make sure everybody's taken care of or caretaking, right? So it shifts us. It shifts how we see, how we perceive what's happening and what we bring to what's happening. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I love the description. I can also like physically, I uh, visually, I can see what you're talking about. And I think that's important uh, for those of us who are visual learners, uh, you know, with those things that are in they're they're not tangible. It's hard to wrap your mind about around have understanding, like you, you can't see intuition, you know, it's like taking, teaching a child integrity. Like, how do we teach that to someone, you know, because you can't actually see it. So I, I think the visuals are super great to, um, uh, for many of us to be able to go, oh, okay. So I get that now I can, you know, I know how I can, I can implement that now in my life. So let me ask you, how can people find you? Because uh, we could talk for hours. So we just need to go do it. We need to find it, go get a clubhouse room. And we just sit there for hours and talk on clubhouse. Cause it sounds great. So, yes. <laughs> but um, no, I would love to do something with you. Like that would be fantastic. Tell me, um, you know, let everybody know how can they find you and are, do you have, um, do you have any classes available? You know, um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you? Thank you for asking. They can get in touch with me through my website, realized soul.com realized with a D and 
I also have a free gift. So if they want to just jump right to that, they can go to tessafreegift.com. And the again, it's tessafreegift.com. And the gift will change from time to time, but it's going to be something connected to living from the soul, expressing one one soul, one's voice, or or a, um, creating a greater connection with one's soul and intuition. Awesome, awesome. Well, and that is Tessa with two S's, so T E S S A. And yes, I'll put thank that you in. That. I'll put that in the description when we when the when the this airs. So you know, again, thank. Go ahead. What we're gonna say? Oh yes, and I and sorry. Um, yes, I will be having an ongoing intuition class, so people can also check that out. But the the easiest way is just go to Tessa Gift Free Gift tessafreegift.com. Okay. Awesome. I'll make sure to put that in the description when I uh, post the, this episode. And again, Tessa, thank you so much for being here. This has been delightful and um, I'd love to have you back on. We're going to have to talk more because there's, you know, there's so much more to talk about and uh, you know, start listening to the feelings that you're having inside your body, your body talks to you, the world talks to you, the spirit talks to you, your life talks to you. There's a voice everywhere, isn't there? And, um, and you know what behavior is communication. So, you know, if somebody's kind of acting out and, you know, we'll say a child and you don't know what's going, just sit them down and talk about what are they feeling right now? What's happening for them inside their body. It's one of the greatest gifts you'll ever teach a child. And it's one of the greatest gifts you'll get your, give yourself because then you'll have that open communication with them so that you can start that trust and, and, and help someone work through something they're going through to the better, you know, a better outcome. But thank you so much for being here today. And um, I'll be back with cover to cover soon. Another amazing, awesome guest and everyone have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our audience today. Please subscribe, like, and share the podcast with your friends and tune in for the next episode of Cover to Cover for all things in the author world.